and hello everyone. Welcome to our show tonight. And I have to say, we have a crowd here tonight. Already <laughs> on. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. So welcome everybody, and hello to Anime Fanboy who hey. popped in before we started. Hello, hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> he is on time. He is yeah. I like it. That's great. <laughs> We're we're actually about a minute late. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You have failed, Greg. What is it? The Green Arrow says you have failed this city. <laughs> you have failed this show, Greg. You have failed this show. Can you feel the pressure? Yeah, no, not at all. No, no, no. no. This, this hey, I love your intro, by the way. That just got me. I want to pick up the guitar and start. The yeah, show. Whoop, yeah. Damn. I'm telling you, I like that. I have to give it. I have to give credit where credit is due. Amy picked that intro. Okay. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, my degree is paying off, man. My psychology degree is really paying off. It's really, it's helping a lot for sure. <laughs> I don't give her much credit, but I have to give her credit there. He doesn't. I actually get zero credit from Greg, to be fair, but it's okay. I know deep oh. down he understands deep down. <laughs> He's getting himself in trouble here. <laughs> He's digging a hole. He's yeah, digging yeah. a hole. <laughs> oh, all I have to do is say one word to her, and I'm a, I'm gone. Oh, I can see you two could go. I can. <laughs> We've got a combination here, folks. <laughs> it could be fun. I love it. You can commentate our fight any day. Like yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. But it's Amy coming up with another two point special. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> love it. Oh, Lord. We're gonna have one hell of a night tonight. <laughs> get interesting. Be interesting. I love that. But I'd like to welcome Saffron Henderson, Brian Dobson, and Carl Will Willems. Hello. Pronounce that correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, y'all combined is just like I did the intro earlier. It's basically an OG DBZ type of night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could say that. You could. And you just so, did. Yeah, just <laughs> did. <laughs> this is going swimmingly. Oh, I like you. I like you. I like you a lot. Oh, yeah, you're my kind of people. Ooh, yeah. I didn't have to say it. <laughs> she, she already wants to know what it's going to take to get you to Tri-City Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds exciting. So when is it? What's yeah, give us some more dates. dates? <laughs> our dates are for our first show is going to be November 4th and 5th of next year. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. Congratulations. So, thank wow. you. Just enough time to prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we still have a little bit to do, but I think we're pretty much almost set for this year already. I guess, I mean, it's kind of a, an epic achievement pulling off any con, really. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, true. Yeah, we've seen what you get up to, CJ. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. impressive. It's, you know, there's just so much going on on a constant, you know. You never know what you're going to get, so. No. It, you know, and it just, I keep moving on them. I have fun. I love Comic-Cons, and I'm really looking forward to Tri-City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi. As oh, are we. Here. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say, I think... Carl, I don't know where you're from, but oh, Vancouver. Both two are, okay, because I know Saffron and Brian, y'all are in Vancouver, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where we all met. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, on the DBZ. hanging out on the West Coast. Yep, doing the DBZ. Doing the DBZ. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to ask, what was it like when y'all first got cast for DBZ? Was it exciting for y'all? Was it? You go first, well, Brian. I'm going to go first. Okay. So it was, I, I had such a, I, I didn't know what to really expect with any of it. I knew I was going out for the show. I didn't really have any pre-knowledge of what I was going out for. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden these really uh, imaginative creative fantastic characters started coming out and then and we had to kind of uh, play in the garden to find um uh, voices with along with you know they, they would play us the original japanese and they, they we'd, we'd we'd find a place to go from there you know so it was um mm-hmm. uh there was a fair bit of, of creative license with with finding a voice print and um yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us really realized how far and how big this was going to go. No, 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 no. It's not no. a huge franchise in yeah. the in the you know in North America it wasn't a big franchise. So it's really cool that like for us it was a gig, which is always massive when you're an yeah, actor. Yeah. So doesn't matter, you know, how popular or unpopular the show is if you have lots of episodes and you have lots of time on the mic, you know, um it's very exciting because it's energized yeah, yeah. work, right? Just, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, Carl, you watched this all unfold. Like, was it a big deal well, yeah. to you when you started working on it? I think same experience as you. Well, I mean, you you were on it before I was because if I'm not mistaken, yeah. it was Dragon yeah. Ball started recording elsewhere. Yeah. And yeah. then it came to our studio. Correct. And I don't even think I directed the first few episodes. I think I came in on it pretty quickly and then took it over, right? Yeah. Am well, I wrong? That, that was kind of the challenge I found with Dragon Ball That's was, that was working with the different directors and, and some mm-hmm. of the, the different Yeah. You know I think um, I did most of most of them, you know, and certainly everything from a certain point on. Because you know, Barry was up for that and Yeah, Barry you know, Watson. And all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And wasn't Toshi on it at one point? He, he was in the sessions, uh, I recall, and he was um, he wasn't involved with the production, but I think producer. I think he was in one of the side movies. Was that the case? Oh, maybe it was a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that's him the thing being in the studio yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. There was the series, the Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. that you know, the sh- series that just kept going and going, fights that just kept going and going. Incredible. But I think there was a couple of standalone movies. Yes, uh, uh, there were a few that were a little. I mean, the same characters, obviously, but a little different, a little less censored, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You mean they didn't put the stool in front of Gohan's? No, it was Goku. Young Goku. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, and I think the violence was sort of toned down. Right. More spectacular. I remember. To some degree. Here's Here's a question What is the hardest part about voice acting? Oh boy, oh boy! Oh, well, especially with this show in particular, is, is that there's a, a certain longevity you've got to get through for, of screaming and uh, as I've always called the vocal frappuccino that is Dragon Ball yeah. Z. It is yeah. um, knowing how to save something in the tank to get through the sessions. And in the day, I, I remember our our record blocks were far longer than they are. Oh yeah, today, right? eight hours, I- eight hours. I yeah. can tell you with experience that that it was actually because of that show that that didn't happen anymore, and because they these poor actors would come and they'd have just pages of screaming, 
And there's actually more to say about that. I'll get to that after. But, uh, you know, they'd come in and they'd just be shredded. Uh, so, yeah. And then I would go sing in a lounge later that night. Yeah, I know uh, a, couple, a couple of the actors talk about tasting blood after. I think uh, your brother, yes, Brian. Me too. I, yeah, I, yeah, was, yeah. You know, Majin Buu, he tore me to pieces. In the, for the, oh, it yeah. got to the point where you had to book it on a Friday because I needed two days of healing after a six-hour record. So it was yeah, yeah. You know, fighting, 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 fighting. And terrible. that is how I – and I hope this is a true statement. But I, uh, because of that show in particular, I think – I really went out of my way to, if I knew there's a big screaming thing coming up, Kate, you'll watch it a bunch of times. Yes. You know, let's do a practice, but don't not at volume and like let's try to save the pipes, right? Mm -hmm. how, do you, that, how do you combat that with a lot of like the high yelling and stuff for saving your vocal cords? There are elixirs. I like that. Man, you sound like the biggest bitch ever. I had laryngitis for like a 12 day summit and it was so hard to talk. And then you guys are like, yeah. oh, you're tasting blood. And I'm just like, oh, wow. I just, okay. Like, well, yeah. now I feel like, I feel like the biggest bitch right now on this show. Just like, oh, my just God. I couldn't take that. Do you guys use Buckley's? We still love you. That was so great. You didn't deny it. You're just like, we still love you, even though you know you didn't face no, blood. Just... Your oh, no, I'm here for it. I love it. I would have said the same thing. That's why I'm like, man, y'all are my people. Like y'all are my people. Um, uh, yeah. I wanna I wanna know what I wanna know what the elixir is. The hell yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah. What's it, it actually I found the elixir after I finished the series, but um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. You do, don't you? You know, I'm gonna say it's a, there's a stuff called uh, ninjom, n i n j i o m. It's like oh. thick molasses stuff. Ooh. It's uh, it, it, it's like opera singers and stuff use it for um, mm -hmm. healing and whatnot too. And it's actually <laughs> one of the first things that I've I've been able to take while I'm. Uh, in the heat of the moment, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's getting a little hot there. I can actually just turn around and have a tablespoon of that, and it'll get me through the session. It's a and Chinese herbal thing, right? They're slippery elm tablets. Does it taste good, or is it one of those you're just like, oh god, this has to go down? You know, is it one of those? Yeah, well, for me, it's oh god, it's got to go down. Depends. I that Nim Jum. I remember when I started taking it, not as a voice actor, but just because it was horrible. And then after a while, I learned to love it. Sweet. Actually, yeah. Oh, it's love it! I actually yeah. really it's like tired. it. I like molasses and sweet, but sweet and and sort of herbal, but like a very strong yeah. herbal thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's got lots of herbs. But I've never tried it, but saying... it would go well with vodka. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I used to have a Buckley's mixture. Nobody's like, do you guys know Buckley's? No. Oh, I know Bailey's. Uh, You've never had this of Buckley's. It's like a shotgun down your throat. It's horrible. Commercial is um. Tastes horrible, but it works. Like it's, it's so true. Widely yeah. known really? worst tasting. And I would have a bottle, and I would just seriously drink out of the bottle of Buckley's mixture. It, it's like, <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> drinking ammonia? It's, oh, it's, that's it's, not it's as fumey as, as, mm. as you put that tablespoon to your mouth, and you're kind of like, this is going to be hell. And yeah, it is. You, it's you, hell. You, it's kind of like taking a shot of Nyquil, or oh, it's kind of really like that. Sure. Yeah. It's not sweet or it's just completely no, it's, it's just like rude. um yeah uh, ethyl. Okay. I don't know. It used to save my voice a bit. 
Also yeah. because, you know, when Barry Watson was there, mm -hmm. Carl, you'll attest to that. When Barry Watson was there, he wanted he all the girls to be longer. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could we go bigger? Oh, yeah, he was yeah. always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were like, there. I think they're using a voice effect where they stretch it. I think there's an echo, yeah. and Barry's like, no, the whole time. Yeah, and so yeah. Carl, Carl would be like buffering us from Barry's um, mediator. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was very good natured, but he. Oh, really Barry's wanted... awesome. Yeah, yeah love Barry. Good. Great guy, really great guy. Mm -hmm. So, love <laughs> had a really good question. Oh, out of all the characters you've all played, what is yeah. the uh, one that you related to the most and you could place yourself in? Ooh. Oh, Love's Darkness. That is that's a good one. Melissa? Melissa? Um, hmm. Okay, you guys start first. No, okay, Seth, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> and go. Yeah. We start doing the Jeopardy song. There's like a piece of Okay, hold on. The question disappeared. No, I was going to reread it again to make sure I got it right. Which of all the characters you play? Yeah. There we go. Well, what one is the related? Oh, okay. Oh, I was just saying. I think that there's like a piece of us in every character, right? So that's really. I don't want to offend any of them. But which one is the most? Well, okay, so maybe. Kind of the 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 young Goku for sure, the super innocent Goku that was mm -hmm. kind of uh, socially clumsy and learning the world. Mm -hmm. I related to so much at the time, mm -hmm. and then when I played Oxnard, I really related to Oxnard the hamster. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he was a klutz, and Aww. I loved that part about him. I liked that about him. Yeah. That was there a great are great character. characters. What about you, Brian? Um, maybe a combination of a couple of characters. I remember of, um, and this steps out of the world of anime. I do apologize. But on when I was on He-Man, um, Buzz Off, the, the clean, the clean and crisp Buzz Off. And yet Skeletor, because of... <laughs> Skeletor? Brian I got to be careful how I say this now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... People, guys, are growing up. You're saying well, you're no, well, yeah, no, I could be, I can be a, a little, I, I don't want to say conniving or, or that, but I can be, I can understand the frustrations and, and the way Skeletor saw, saw the world. I can sometimes see the way the world is lighting up now. <laughs> and very much related in this, you know, very similar way between what he was dealing with in Eternia and here I am on Earth. So, yeah, I could, I could get a little bit of a, you know what, Saffron, I have to say, as a observer, as a director, not an actor, mm -hmm. what, I, what I remember I sticks in my mind with you was, and I forget his name now because it's been like 20 years, uh, the, the boy in Maison Akoku. Was it, <laughs> it Kentaro? Kentaro. Kentaro. It was Kentaro, yeah. He was a little piglet. <laughs> he was always yeah, yeah. He was always like... <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah. Well, you... you, you uh, uh, not champion, but you you did the little the little eating song. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. I remember that little song. It's very funny. Yeah. Kind of a yeah. So anime six four zero wants to know who your guys' favorite anime character is. Oh. Mm. oh we should stick to the guns here. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Anime. Yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've, as much as he killed me, uh, you know, Kid Buu and Majin Buu were definitely yeah. some of my favorite. Yeah. 
so good. Just so maniacal and um, all over the place and uh, unpredictable. You seem to like the bent characters, Brian. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's an odd typecast thing going on there. But there is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I love those. What about you, sister? And I guess this isn't even that necessarily that you played. Just in general, right? Yeah, just in general. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I looked at every all the shows that I, I, I've been on. Like occasionally, I'll I'll get to play a girl part, mm-hmm. but very often, no. Very often, <laughs> it's a little boy or or a little hamster, um, and sometimes a girl with a lot of character. Sometimes, yeah. But yeah, I. Yeah. I admired those heroines, you know, like in Inuyasha, like a Gome, and which to me mm-hmm. were just everything that a, a girly girl should be that I never was. That's never, <laughs> you know, I've never been somebody uh, delicate or particularly, yeah, I, I just love <laughs> all those female characters, though. I would love to be them, but I just admired them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Carl, what about you? You know what? I was thinking about it, and it's so hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and this is gonna be a weird answer, maybe. I'm gonna go with probably the first anime I ever saw. As probably, I was probably I don't know how old I was, like maybe six. I remember seeing something on TV. Maybe somebody knows the show. It was called S- Sword of the Sun, and I remember just being like, "Whoa!" It, it was great. It was like a young protagonist, you know, the young sort of wide-eyed kid in the world. And it was, you know, it's sort of very classic anime, but uh, that it's just such an archetype that's shown up in a lot of shows. But I think because that was like the one I saw as a kid first, I think, and I can't even remember his name. So if anybody knows, please tell me. Sword of the Sun. Got me thinking now. I remember it was Sword of the Sun. And that may have been the name they gave the English version because I looked for it at one point and I had a hard time finding it. Mm. Um, Other than that, uh, uh, is it is it Lupin the Third in the Castle of the Cagliostro? <laughs> Impressive. I think that's an early, really early Miyazaki one. You guys, that one, just because he's such a wise ass. Really good. It was really, and the, the dub was really well done. Considering it was done at a time when there probably wasn't digital recording, they did a great job. Really good fit, good performances. When we used to Spot shout on. at the tape. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it difficult to match up with, because are you guys like watching the screen at the time that you're doing the recording and is it difficult to match up, you know, what you're saying yeah. with the character itself as it's playing in front of you? I'd say Absolutely. so. I mean, it after a while you get really good at it after you've done hundreds of episodes of this stuff. Yeah. But I remember my first time, uh, it was actually, I think it was Gundam Wing. I, I had booked a large role. And um, they had uh, me in to do that performance, and I was—I uh, was—I think my second anime I'd ever done, and I, I was unable to um, handle the ADR workload and lost the role. Oh no! It's tough. Ah. Ah. Dobson. And now I could, you know, I could—I usually yeah, could come yeah. out a good hour or so under my session, so I, my, you know, so it's um, yeah, it takes a while to kind of to get comfortable with ADR. It oh, does. That yeah. Everything is, as they say, tweaked in a certain way. So you learn a, a yeah with ADR that anime is usually tweaked in as the scripts are written. Mm-hmm. And um, once you get that kind of curve figured out, 
it's a lot easier. It's yeah. a real skill skill set. I can just tell you by watching a lot of different people. Some of them are you know fantastic, uh, but dubbing being an you know being an actor is one thing. That's you know a, a huge thing in itself. But being able to uh, deal with the, the matching flaps part of it mm-hmm. is a whole other thing. Uh, and some people are really good at it. These two people here, and some people have a harder time with it. But the ones who are really good at it make it look easy. So when you see them doing their job, you, everybody thinks, "Hell, I could do that." Uh, anybody could. I could do that. Yeah. But then when you're actually in the hot seat, no, not everybody can do it. Yeah, I remember the pee my my, my pee my pants stage. But now I go in and it's just a yeah. riot. And I think that's it's, <laughs> you really notice that transition of having fun. And um, yeah, I really enjoy doing it now. Well, actually, what? Brian, I have, I have to say, I have a, uh, the the pleasure of having I think observed your. Sort of arc of your career. You have. When I when I came, when I started working in this many many in the mid nineties, uh, many many years ago, your elder brother was already in it. Paul had just started. That's right. And then you showed up a couple of years later. Yeah. And I remember you had a lot of big, like big shoes to fill because your brothers were such <laughs> big Yes. And then you, I remember you came in and it's like, you know, oh the younger Dobson bless. But I remember <laughs> there was a certain point. When all of a sudden you were like, oh, shit, you might be the, you know, they better watch your back. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out. It's true. It's true. I remember when you were their little brother and um, you have carved out an awesome career. And I think that what you're saying about that skill set, Carl, is so true because my sister, um, auditioned when I had to leave to I think it was to marry my husband in the United States and wait out the paperwork or something like that um and I had to not be Gohan anymore I think we were doing one of the Dragon Dragon Ball Kai I don't know it's when Jillian took over and my sister auditioned um and she came out of there going oh my fucking god you (laughs) yeah yeah how does your brain how does your brain want to do that and I was like Oh my God, my brain craves this. There is an, yeah. a workout that we get when we're doing ADR that is different than any other kind of yeah. voiceover. Well and, said. And, pre-lay. and it's yeah. like, it literally, like, I love it. I love that challenge. And sometimes I'm better at it than others. Everybody has their good days and their bad days. But so true. the quickness of your mind to mouth and looking at the script and the screen and yeah. feeling the character because you get to know the character and you're, you have this, like, this is how this guy would react to this. This is how he'd react yeah, to that. Yeah. And they become spontaneous reactions within you. And it's so fun. It's and kind of, you connect yeah. with the character, you connect with the script and you connect. Yeah. With yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, I, think, I think really a huge part of it is dealing with the mechanics of matching and being able to change your read, but not have like change the fit and not let that, wreck to read and that can happen to a lot of really yeah. really talented actors where if they have to mani- manipulate the fit the read kind of goes out the window i think they're really good mm-hmm. dubbing people learn how to do that and they it becomes second nature like they don't even think about it and i think that you two can probably attest to that but you don't really think about the the mechanics it just becomes yeah what you yeah. do. I think if you yeah. think of the mechanics is where, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. The acting goes out the back door because there's yeah. too much, you know, you've, there's got to be that or, somewhat of an organic process to, to become 
you know, yeah. who you're trying to portray there. And if you're thinking about stuff outside of that box, uh, you're, you're taking away from the performance. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of pressure because it's just you. You're the only one. And we're all waiting for you to get this. We're all waiting for you to fit that. We're all, we're just going to keep doing it until we get it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's where the director is huge. Um, so I was spoiled by Carl because Carl will let you do <laughs> an outtake. Like he'll let you do an outtake to just sort of release. Crack off and, yeah. Crack off and get back in the zone. Yeah, yeah. When Not to mention Carl is the master of creating a comfort zone. Yeah, the zone is incredible. When I was in LA for a few years and I worked with other directors, I was like, oh, hmm, not that nice. <laughs> Isn't it so, crazy uh, though? Like with a director, you'd figure that you're in this position to get your actor in the most comfortable position they can be to lift that performance. And I have worked with other directors where it's exactly the opposite. And, and, and you, you just start wondering to yourself, it's like, why, why are you here? Well, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I feel like this. This is getting stifled because of your. Well, yeah. I've had. It's been a lot of years. I've had sort of a lot of time to think about it. Like I'm sort of, and maybe it's a theory in progress. But I think what it, the reason I kind of go at it the way I do, I think you can obviously just work something to death, and I've seen it done other people, uh, and get something that's good. I mean, if you're a professional actor, you're going to rise above it and deal with whatever, even if it's forty takes in, there'll be a decent read. But I think if you can give an actor the freedom to bring something to the table that isn't that hasn't been hammered out of them, if they can sort of bring that little bit of sparkle, I think you're going to get something better than just what's what's good. You're going to get that little extra. Yeah. You're going to let the actors bring more character, uh, more sparkle to the character, and make it more interesting. And I really think that's true. So. Um, I, and something else that's a big part of the equation, which hasn't been mentioned yet, is the writing. Sometimes the writing, how well the writing has been written to fit, matters a huge amount. Mm -hmm. uh, and if it and it, if you're fighting the writing uh, in the session, that can be brutal, as mm -hmm. we all know. Mm -hmm. So I think you got to be if you have a good, uh, a well-written script that helps a lot, and if you're able to sort of just rewrite on the fly, not change the meaning of the line, but just tweak it or create a pause where maybe there needs to be a pause and not have it sound artificial. That's the hard part with dubbing is being able to tweak it and not sound artificial. Oh, so I'm kind of curious. Can I ask about that? Yeah, how yeah. Hard, <laughs> how hard is it to dub something from the Japanese version to English version, like like Master Roshi and his dirty mind and pervertedness because <laughs> there was a lot of naughty stuff in the <laughs> Japanese version. So how do you fix that? For the English version. I mean, that's—I—I I wasn't a writer on that, but I think that's sort of what the—they uh, have to decide what's if they need to tone something down or what what the what the market is. First of all, is it for TV? Do we need to watch and you know be careful so we don't get you know mm -hmm. you know we, that we're going to screw up the rating, or is it just going to be out on DVDs or VHS back in the day? Uh, you know what? do we have to do? What, what's our market? And I think that's the deciding factor. And there's certain things like that, you know, you know, there's a, there's a few, you know, Master Roshi, who is the uh, character in Inuyasha, the little, uh, Miyoga? Is it Miyoga? Miyoga? Your, your brother yeah. played the little, yes. the little flea. Yeah. Also a pervert. <laughs> totally. Panty yeah. stealer? Is that, was that the panty stealer? Yeah. Uh, oh. was that, or was that, was that Haposai? 
Hapasai was. Hapasai, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perverted flea. Okay. You reminded but, me imagining this perverted flea. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. Paul was good at it. He really did. <laughs> <nailed it. laughs> I think he enjoyed it a little too much. When that, oh, oh damn. They heard about those sessions. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yep. Love's Darkness wants to know do you prefer playing a hero or a villain? Because both are strong type characters, but obviously there's a difference. Which one do you guys prefer playing? Villain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm totally here for that. I felt like if I ever did voiceovers, like I or like was a voice actress, I would want to be the villain. Like I don't know. I just you fit that know. role good. I know, right? I can't, I don't know. I just, to me, like if I ever were to do that, now this is me personally, so please don't take offense to this. I feel like if I was going to be like a hero, you know, and wanted to do like a damsel in distress, I'd just be like, oh no, I don't know. And I'd just be like, no, like I want to be like, I'm going to like murder you or something. It would make me so happy to just right? and get that aggression out and be like, yes, you're just going to die. Exactly. I think you're a bit like me though. I think you'd like to be the comic relief, which is neither hero nor villain, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. where I live, I do love that's, it. And that's usually people's favorites, right? Like who doesn't love the goofy, you know, the haposai or the, yeah. Yeah. yeah over yeah. To, over the top true. stuff. It's great. But some of the, some of yeah. the villains in anime are actually hilarious. So yeah. They're yeah. Pretty, oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty, they're pretty awesome. So being a villain would be, I don't get to do that much, but when I do, it's, uh, it's pretty but satisfying. Yeah. Or inappropriate as a case may be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's another question from Anime Fanboy 640 for Saffron. What got you acting on camera and what was so hard about it? Oh, what got me acting on camera is we needed money. Yeah, for dance classes, because we took a lot of dance as kids. So my mom just uh, figured out how to be a photographer, got a couple lights, took headshots and hoped to pimp us out to an agent for commercials and stuff. And it worked like I got to do, you know, some commercials and and then it led to more on camera work. And it was that was really fun work. But here's the thing that's really hard about it for me is as attention seeking as I might be, I think I like being heard more than seen. I don't mm. like being stared at. Mm. I don't like being um, assessed visually. It really disturbs me. I like being, um, yeah. But I'm yeah, on stage, I'm on film. I, I do all that stuff, but I, I really love the studio and having headphones on and being in this dark space where we're just having fun vocally. Oh, so yeah. kind of like I, I, I mean, anime fanboy, I have to tell you, I, I was in some roles that were uh, raped, killed, give birth to a larva, <laughs> I'm not pregnant, you know, um, out of wedlock scandalously what else all the just like the worst stuff always happened to it's not funny oh i know it's just like oh, so I just didn't you get quite a being didn't you get chainsawed or something yeah 
I'm still no, stuck on you giving birth to the alien thing. <laughs> yeah, like it was just super shitty. But yeah, I got no, I got it with a guitar. I got killed with a guitar. That's the one. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And then, then I do this scene with oh, I know what anime fan fan anime fanboy is is talking about because I told him it's this scene is why I left film and television. I had a scene <laughs> with Kevin Spacey people. Oh, okay. In a series called Unsub, in which I was supposed to be a college student with like a tight, light pink button-down sweater. Mm -hmm. I had to lean over his desk and say, I could stay after school and maybe you could help me. Stuff like that kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. just stupid bimbo stuff. And I, I go to do the scene. First of all, he is creepy. He's creeping me out. The whole time I freaked out, but he's not just creepy. He's like hateful, creepy. Like he's oh, no. in a weird yeah. space. And I'm like, maybe it's his character. Not going to ask. Don't need to talk to this guy. And so <laughs> we go to shoot the scene and they're setting up the shot. And the director goes, tell her to take her bra off. Oh God. No. I'm there in my little <laughs> fake school desk. I'm like, I don't know, 20, 20 years old or something. I don't know, 19 or 20. Probably 20. And I go, oh, it's a light pink sweater. So I get up. The wardrobe lady goes, come here. And we go in the bathroom. So, and then we go and I sit back down in my chair and I'm like, this is going to be just a delight to shoot. And then the director yells, this is for like the back, way in the back. Tell her to put band-aids on her nipples. And then the, so this is how it goes. And then eventually she takes me in there. We do that. And eventually she takes me in there to take those off. And we shoot the scene, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, and even like being wow. raped on a pool table, and then having the director come up to you when yeah. all your clothes are all ripped and go, Hey, so good job, you want to go for a drink? And I'm like, This is not my world. Oh, oh, no. I was so happy in the studio, people are so respectful. People yeah. are yeah. so open and non-judgmental. And you almost never have to put band-aids on your nipples in the studio. Yeah. No. no, I mean, girl, you <laughs> never. It just sounds painful. Like that almost just never. sounds painful. Like it was all stupid. It was all stupid. It was all so stupid. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. No, that's. I can relate to you because that's. I'm like that. Like I'm on. I'm not on camera a lot. Let's be fair. But I'm on webcams, okay, on all my, you know, like, everything that I do where I'm, I've gotten to the point where I'm more comfortable doing this and talking to, like, in front of people. But it's more like I'd rather just you hear me than see me because I don't want to do my makeup and stuff. Like, let's be fair. I'm on I'm straight up. I don't want to do my makeup. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like, this takes work. I'm just want to roll out of it. It's working. You look great. You look <laughs> you know, like, so I can relate. And I'm, I am so sorry. All those things happened to you. That's, those are That's awful just... experiences. Those are just, it's death of a thousand cuts when it comes to being, you know, it's the uh, yeah. 80, late eighties, early nineties. And you're a woman in Vancouver. <sighs> in yeah. film. That's just the mm -hmm. way it was. Yeah. I feel that I would like voice acting better because I just don't like people. And I would feel that the, the actual in-person type stuff. There's just too many people walking. Out. I know. But the studio is a safe space. If yeah. you have good people, which we usually do, it's a safe place. Yeah. Well, the thing too, I think about the studio too is, if you're on a film set, you 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 do a shot and then okay, you break for however long. Then you do another shot and then you wait. And then, whereas in the studio, the creative stuff happens 
it's way more condensed, so it happens quickly. Mm -hmm. So even if you're dubbing, you know, you, you're in between lines, it may be just a few seconds. You know, it's, okay, next line, go, and you can keep that thing going. And I think the actors yeah. can feed off; they can get that creative thing going. And there's just it, there's it's a bit more rewarding in that respect. Am I right? That's I think what yeah, I tend to see. I work as a dialect coach on set, and with that, the the times where okay, we get our first three main shots down, whatever the case, and then they do a full turnaround. I mean, these actors are waiting and waiting and waiting, you know. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, there's there's a you, you've got to be able to go from cold to hot in one yeah. second, you know, on yeah. on 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 the roll. So it's uh, two different monsters, yeah. And so much is out of your hands on a film set. The uh, lighting, the wardrobe, the hair, the makeup, the editing can all conspire to make you look like the worst actor ever. 100%, yeah. And we have less variables <laughs> when we're doing voice. It's like I, I, editing can still ruin a performance for sure. Mm -hmm. You can be directed into a bit of a pickle. Mm -hmm. As far as like the difference between onset and, and um, voice acting, is it difficult not having somebody to play off of when you're doing the voice acting recording? No, we had Carl. We got Carl. <laughs> <laughs> that's the world. That's the world. You got ADR and then you have Prelay World. So we, we do get those chances in voice where we work with uh, full yeah. cast, like a radio show. But everything, yes, in ADR is is the, that one thing. So you 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 get used to working as a single actor and just doing your lines. Yeah. Okay. And, and remember too, is when you're recording a, an ADR show, you're putting characters in like laying bricks, like piece by piece. So all of character A's lines, all of character B's lines. So sometimes you, you get to hear yeah. the other actor. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you're late in the process, you're hearing all the other lines and you are able to play off the other actors. We can. So that's, yeah, it's nice when that when you're in that slot where yeah. you because yeah. then you yeah. can gauge the performance as to oh you know and there's none of like oh I came in way too hot compared to what the other guy did or, or so it's good to hear the other performances as as those building blocks go down so yeah you can yeah you can gauge the performances now with everything that's changed with the studios because you can now record at home and stuff which do y'all prefer when going back to where you were recording at a studio or recording at home now. Uh, put up your hand if you prefer going to the studio. <laughs> oh, energy, right? you're, you're feeding off the cast. We get to work with each mm -hmm. other. There's just so much more to it. And it's great from the home studio. It is a bit of a double-edged sword. but There's a technical side to that, too, just you know, from my point of view, and certainly from the recorder's point of view. Regardless of how good equipment the actors have at home, Mm -hmm. every, every environment is going to sound different. So if you have to put together an ADR show oh. with a bunch of different environments, it might sound mm -hmm. disjointed. Whereas when we record in the studio, they're all on the same, probably the same mic, same room. Yeah. So it's going to sound more uniform. Yeah, it's a huge difference. I mean, I, the place where I work primarily, there's essentially two main record rooms, kind of three. And, uh, it's better now, but there's a certain point where if we were working on a show uh, and scheduling, they wanted to sort of move us to the other room. We didn't do it in the middle of a of a character's record because it would sound different, just a little bit different, even though it's the same microphone, probably the same preamp, but yeah. just the different the different size room. You could hear it, and it was just they didn't want to have to, you know, have to do that, have to compromise it. And so I think that's the problem with the home environment is dealing with the variables and the just the different 
tonalities. I never would have thought of that. Mm. Yeah, I know. Because why would you? Exactly. Um, until you're the mixer trying to put it all together and tear yeah, their hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's certain uh, shows that they're, they're, you're doing. I mean, usually anything Marvel or any of that stuff, there's just. Uh, but as, since the COVID wall hit, I've actually had a chance to read a couple of the stuff I've done through Marvel where I actually record from my home studio. And that is sacrilege in their world for the yeah, best yeah. Home studio for that part. People are accepting it a lot more, but yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine the post, like you say, Carl, on that. Well, I, I tell you, well, I can hear room, it. Like, yeah. When I watch uh, shows, and oftentimes there'll be a, like a celebrity, uh, they get somebody yes, to record, uh, record a guest character. And oftentimes you can tell they were done in a different they were done at home or yeah. across yeah. around the world and yeah. you know yeah so there's a, there's an art to getting that blend proper afterwards i'm sure yeah yeah well that's interesting cuz i i have gone to school for video editing and mm -hmm. i can actually see that now doing the sounds cuz it's like if you do something outside to inside there's a big difference oh yeah 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 and the microphone, yeah. even just the type of microphone, the preamp. How far um, away and the room. are the mic? Like, oh, it's huge, yeah. Even if you're just, you know, you sit down for one episode and you're in a different spot, somebody on the client end will notice something is different. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That'd be kind of hard to work with. It can be, yeah. I would think so. So, I I'm not in that final process. <laughs> yeah. you guys, I know you guys have a show this weekend we were talking about. Where is that? When is that? On Instagram. Okay, You're the best. I'm not the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, she just, just so eloquently gets it out. <laughs> I just am very chatty. But we're going to do this on Instagram Live. So we have an account, which is animate anime.time.machine because there is an anime time machine already, but they're not doing anything. So um, they hadn't posted in a couple of years. So we went ahead and used anime.time.machine and it's, so it's Instagram live and it's on Sunday, this Sunday, December 4th. Um, it starts at 11 a.m. It's with Streamily and it starts at 11 a.m. PST, which is Texas time. What's that? Central. Central. No. One, central, yeah, yeah, central. 1 p.m. for, yeah, and um, 2 p.m. on the East Coast. And uh, we've got some people, like, we've got some people all around the world that are planning on joining us at midnight their time or Ooh, 2 in the morning their time, which is so cool. Um, and on Streamily, we have our own little collection. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, so people can, like, purchase the print or the Funko Pop or whatever and and um then we can sign it live hopefully with them watching oh very cool instagram live on sunday yeah we're so excited fine how long is it uh, <laughs> <laughs> remains to be seen no, we were we were thinking of going 11 to 12 and then like having our pizza come at 1205 and then getting back <laughs> on it about one o'clock and going for however long people are into it. It sounds you know? like it sounds like a big old party. So mm -hmm. it's going to be you three. Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, it's the three of us. All we're all squished at a table together in one frame. So that'll be <laughs> really fun. that could be fun. 
I have come up with a bit of a game that is so Kenny Wong, who's also a voice actor and an amazing engineer, he's going to be in the room with us squished in another corner. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, what if somebody buys something while we're on live? And then I have a pile of cue cards with awkward questions. And if you buy something online, Kenny picks out an awkward question and asks one of us. Oh, and no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because Carl's going to be the one who suffers the most. Um, <laughs> I just know it. Wow. So we're going kind to of, kind of come up with little games that will make it more fun. Oh, it's going to be yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus already, Carl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is my first you know, toe in the water. This, this here is my first time doing anything like this, to be honest. What? Congratulations, Carl. Yeah. yeah, thank Carl, you. Carl is like, a, we, he's the gold standard. People, <laughs> they, once they know what you've done, who you are, and how much like wisdom you have to share, you're gonna have to beat them off with a stick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've done quite a bit, actually. It's pretty impressive, yeah. It is frightening mm -hmm. when you get right there's, down to there's it. There's been a lot of shows over the years, yeah. <laughs> One or two. Uh. <laughs> well, a lot of shows with you guys, too. I was just looking through. I know. Yeah, and, see, and I was I was sort of going through, uh, yeah, listen, cross-referencing. It's like, oh, my God, I forgot that you were on that, and we did that. And Well, the, the cool yeah. thing is that we've danced in prelay and the ADR world. You know? Yeah, so yeah. It's pretty, pretty fast. So, well, you yes. know, I've, I've noticed that usually they, that would actually be kind of cool to have a producer or director go to a convention. I think Because you, you could learn a lot from them, especially on panels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do have directors, you know, come to some conventions. Yeah. John so, Swayze, uh, I've seen him out on the, on, the, on the road a few times, and I love John. He's a great guy and, and, and got lots of stories as not only a voice actor, but the director. And, um. Yeah, I, I think anyone that has a chance to pick the the brain of one of these guys or gals oh, is really going to have uh, um, uh, some interesting stuff thrown back at them. Because uh, I think I would only I would only want to do it if there were like say like you two to flank me. Like, you know. uh, yeah, <laughs> you'd be happy yeah. to, my friend. Yeah. So, how do people find you guys online if they want to learn oh, more about? Right. Well, um, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah anime.time.machine yep. and we all have our own accounts on Instagram and a mm -hmm. couple of us are on TikTok. Yep. I know mm -hmm. you're on TikTok. Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian I'm I'm you're on TikTok too, right? Yes, mm -hmm. I am. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I got my tick, my Instagram, and, my Twitter. Absolutely. Brian Dobson on the Yeah, oh, yeah I'm not. Uh... Brian to Toronto. Are you going to Toronto, Brian? Am I? Yeah. Not 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 anytime soon, I don't think. Love's darkness says you are. Yeah. Gonna have to take us with you. I think anime time machine, the concept is really like us being able to uh enjoy celebrating all the anime that we've done and are doing. Mm -hmm. Um and other, you know, prelay as well, I guess. Um, but also to to integrate the rest of our community because we know. Yeah, all these actors that are playing all these roles that yeah. worked with us since the '90s, and we want to we want to be able to uh, 
pop them in the time machine with us and you know share do... some of these stories yeah yeah so, and a panel is, yeah a panel that's led by carl would be the most fun yeah it'd mm -hmm. be so cool i don't know i don't know about led by Present. well <laughs> featuring featuring <laughs> I, like, I always like the behind the scenes and learning about the and the little, you know, things. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Brian, well, I was good. curious. What was your favorite project for that you worked on for um, Transformers? Um, yeah, because well, I, I, we did the Armada, and I was on Cybertron as well. And it was, I mean, talk about a turnover because I would go from an American to a British man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, red alert, transform to red alert, transform. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, um, it was interesting after finishing the first season of that. Uh, getting into Cybertron because the fans had so much to say about like what the heck is this and uh, I don't know what the, the the deal was with the producers as to the why they decided to turn a lot of those roles British but um, I was glad to keep my toe in the arena and hold my character at least <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> but it was a great experience I really really enjoyed that series actually and um, man that brings back memories mm. <laughs> well now so I gotta ask you a question with all these memes with Skeletor going around, do you actually read those in the Skeletor voice or do you try to do that in your own voice when you're reading those? Oh, hilarious. <laughs> you know, a lot of people said stuff too in their version of Skeletor and I've heard some amazing... Uh, it's funny, last night this guy sent me this thing and um, it's one of the best actual impersonations of Alan Oppenheimer I've ever heard. It was incredible. It was close your eyes and you're, you're listening to the original Ske Skeletor. Mm. But... Um, and I'm sorry, what was the question now? Because I've just gone and deferred off of that. <laughs> you actually read them in your voice. Your voice. Do you read them in your voice? Oh, do, do I read them in my voice? Oh, there's, a, there's so much that actually sometimes I decide to kind of lay down in, in Skeletor's vocal line just to, um, for comic relief for the best part. It's, um, <laughs> and I still get people asking if I could uh, lay down full messages for them. So it's, um, he's alive and well. I mean. <laughs> so, do you guys have any projects coming up that you'd like to let us know about or staying status quo or what's or going able on? Able to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's, well, for me anyway, that's like, they, well, they don't want us to t talk about them mm -hmm. ahead of time. Let the, let the, uh, you know, the clients have control of it. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't We're just live. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a couple we're allowed to talk about, but yes. there's there are I things we're not talking. we're NDA'd mm -hmm. on. I know I've got um, another little boy character on World Trigger, so they've got us uh, mm -hmm. something coming out. And Brian, yes. you have what World else? Trigger you and World Trigger Dragon and Quest. Dragon <laughs> Quest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. It is, yeah. There's some stuff in the making, and so it's. Uh... And it's always exciting, and then you got to sit around and bite your lip for a while until it's actually freed and clear to talk about. But um, indeed, yeah, yeah. yes, there's some stuff in the making, and um, we're, we're pretty excited to get things uh, known, shall we so say. So what's your next Comic-Con after the Sunday thing? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I know that there's something maybe coming up in January for me like that, but I haven't got any confirmed details yet, so I'm not going to throw anything out yet. But yeah. um, how can people find out where you guys are going to be? Like, do you guys have a website or just post on your Instas or what? We'll put it on social media for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah any, mm -hmm. anything coming up will definitely get put down. Sass and I have, uh, Saffron have, I, we, we've, we've gone through the last two cons together and then 
having a rather good time doing so. So uh, yeah, yeah, we enjoy touring with. And that's where we but, got to see you guys. Yes, big time. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I really missed you. When I said you guys are coming on. I'm like, yay! I know. I know. How's your knee, CJ? How's yes. It's my ankles. Oh, your ankles. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I broke my leg. Actually, sprained the one twice. Um, so I've tossed those. So I'm on my own two feet now. Hey. I'm a little girl, no strings attached. So it's all good. Aww, that's good. That's good. Excellent. I'm glad. Yeah, you need to come to Toronto. That's I know. I need to meet you. Yeah. Um, anime <laughs> fanboys asked this question a couple times. Were you nervous being on set with Kevin Spacey, Saffron? No, I was uncomfortable. We'll yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't work. I thought it was just me. I honestly thought it was just me. I mean, the situation was a bit dumb, but but he as an energy was he was uncomfortable in his own skin. Oh shame. Whether he was actually shooting or just being there, like his energy was definitely uncomfortable. And then I thought it might be the character because the character was weird. Yeah. It's too bad. He's a talented guy, but yeah. Yeah. So something to look forward to. You have your thing on Sunday. Yeah, are you doing a signing? I'm doing a book signing tomorrow, and Lizzie's going to yeah. be there at Second oh, and Charles. Wow, Second and Charles in Conroe, actually. <laughs> so Excellent. where is that? It's in, Con in Conroe. In Conroe, where you where y'all two were at? Well, so I'm at Second and Charles. Is it a bookstore or is it like a it's convention a center? Or? It's oh, a bookstore, yeah. comic book. Cool. They sell everything. That's so, so cool. That's cool. Yeah, excellent. And Lizzie will be there as a cosplay guest. Nice. Hey. Uh, Lizzie. I know we have <laughs> coming up. I know Terror Fest is the 17th and 18th in Conroe. And then what's the one you guys are going to, Greg? We're going to Go Games 360 in, I'm going to say Austin, but it's like Cedar Park area. Mm -hmm. And when is that? Uh, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And then we have Waifu Fest over New Year's. And then, the, then the weekend after that, we will be in New Orleans at Fan Expo. Wow, that's fantastic. Happened. I, keep, I keep myself pretty busy. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. That's amazing. That's great. Mm -hmm. Off to New Orleans. Yes, I, I, I want to do a con in New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, I'm kidding. But we are definitely we go all over, so yeah. It is the spice of life. That's, yes. you know, meeting new people, checking out new cultures—that's always a treat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have a few that we can't mention yet. As well, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're be we're in the same boat. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I love the NDAs. <laughs> Bite the tongue. Bite the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. But I have found out that there is a couple of new conventions coming to the Houston area. One is a horror film convention. Oh, I love that stuff. Oh, and what is it? Days of the Dead, I think it's called. Okay, yeah. yeah. And there's actually a new gaming convention coming to Houston. Houston oh, really? Gaming Expo. And okay. they're going to be, they are going to have Esports there, and it's actually going to be at the big convention center in Houston, and mm -hmm. they haven't had one there. This will be their first one to be at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Mm -hmm. cool. 
very cool. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to that. Um, one of my goals is see, I'm a brain tumor survivor, and mm -hmm. what helped me during recovery was playing video games because when they took the tumor out, I had to learn everything over again because the tumor was right there where the brain stem was. So oh, that wow. controlled everything. And one thing that Incredible. helped me was um, the, the Sega Genesis controller because, you know, it was a big back controller. Yeah, yeah. Holding that really helped me, you know, regain my hand-eye coordination yeah. and okay. confidence. So that's one of my goals is to share my survivor story. What an incredible story. Like, wow. Yeah, good for you. Mm -hmm. I think we all have our stories, and that's her big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely want to get that's that true, out. You know, it's so true. We yeah. all have our, our, our thing, but yeah. <laughs> and where's the graduation ceremony at? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where where are you graduating? <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> if, if it's in Maine, I ain't going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We know great. Is it somewhere yeah. warm and sunny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, warm and sunny. I was born and raised in Houston. There you go. For a reason. So, yeah. <laughs> So this gaming um, uh, convention that's coming up too, will they have VAs there as well? Or is this, uh, is it, uh, what kind of um, I, format are they kind of uh, making it under? They're going to try to get some gaming voices there. Yeah. So I can't, I can say that. That's about all I can say with that. Okay. <laughs> because I'm in talks with them with some others. That's awesome. Well, if they'd that's like Gabriel cool. Angelos along, I'd love to join. Yeah. <laughs> the old war we, any Dawn of War fans out there. Uh, I had a crush on we can talk <laughs> about that. Okay. <laughs> I have some game roles, but a lot of them are called additional voices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I did play yeah, well, I've played some interesting ones down when I was in LA. There are some cool games, but yeah. um mm -hmm. A lot of the ADR roles that we record wind up turning into games and we don't even have to go in the studio. They just use our dialogue sometimes. Sometimes. One of yeah. they, they y'all was in EverQuest. Who was in EverQuest? There we go. Was. Huh? <laughs> I did that one a bunch of time. And Saints Row, which was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, and The Punisher. Oh, yes. And I think I was Black Widow. Does that make sense? Black Widow and the Punisher? Does that make sense? Yes. It's I was it's Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. And Brian, I think you were in Warhammer. Yeah, Warhammer. Well, Gabriel Angelos and a bunch of other stuff and most of the orcs and the orc war bosses. And uh, I've done a... I, I can't count how many video games I've done over the years. Uh, countless of campaigns of different stuff. Uh, a lot of Plants yeah. vs. Zombies. and uh, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots of stuff through EA. See, I do my research. Yes, <laughs> oh, and, uh, Gabriel. That's another one. Like he's he comes to close to Majin Buu as far as the vocal frappuccino things goes too, because it was just constantly screaming across three footballs fields for the Imperium and uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet for the Emperor. <laughs> but um, yeah, but, yeah, we've actually done a question. Whoops, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say we. Oh, it's just reminding me that we, there's been only a couple times I can remember, but uh, there have been video games done in Japanese that we've dubbed that are related to anime. Uh, like wow. the there was the nice. Inuyasha one I remember, and then I, LBX was another one more a little more recently I think. 
But I remember the Inuyasha one had a lot of dialogue. It was a lot mm -hmm. of work. Right. But it's hard because the, you're dubbing and you have to fit existing sound files. And it was just a lot of uh, sort of fussy work. So it would be hard with the programming. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. If rather than just doing something new, they had to they had to fit it into the old mold. So the lines had to be just the right length. To, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And did you actually see like lip flaps for that? Or was it were they much more general as far as the actual animation? It, it depends on which. Uh, no, but there'd be some cut scenes and they would uh, there, there could be lip flaps in the cut scenes. Right. Depends. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you well, can't just sort of it so it looks good. You have yeah. to actually come in yeah. in that. I will say, actually, the, the one that's good. Do, good do, for wallet. Doing the Inuyasha game, I remember uh, one of my favorite moments from that was Richard Cox playing Inuyasha, and he had a line that he delivered <laughs> with, with great gusto. And the line was, I'm going to go for a leisurely walk. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that no, just Richard. reminds me of Don Brown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Lizzie, go ahead. What? You had a question. Lizzie. No, 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 no. I, no, I, I, just, I heard. No, I was just remembering. <laughs> and I was just remembering. Um, have you ever had a record for like a video game, and they had to like later take it out because it was. It either didn't sound appropriate, or it was like uh, or anything like that. Um, I'm trying to think, but I think everything stayed in so far. I mean, we've had some uh, changes with um, some of the cartoons that we've done over the years, where they've gone ahead <laughs> and changed their voices. But it's video no. games. I'm trying to think. Is there's? Can you think of anything, Saf? Well, when I the first video game I did was Need for Speed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'm still in there, but I don't know. I might still be in there. And it's just, they paid me quite well. And then I went to look for myself and I couldn't find me. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm in the game. Oh, yeah. Are you the download? Yeah. <laughs> You're a download content. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. happened with a couple of shows, too. Actually, I, would, I just realized a little while ago, I don't know if you two know this, because you were both in the Asterix and Obelix film, the first one. Yeah. Right? Probably both. But... He did not do anything to my impedimenta. I don't know, but I I, I was aware <laughs> that they had... I was aware that they had done a... Like, you know, we had dubbed the French one. Yeah. yeah. It was a fantastic job, by the way. It worked really well, that whole thing. But yeah. I guess there was there was since a British version done... But I and I just assumed they replaced everybody, but they didn't. They replaced some of the characters with British actors, and some okay, pretty well-known British actors. Oh, they but, needed but to attach a name to the project. Yeah, but there's some pretty mm. cool names. I gotta say, if That's if I'm gonna great. like, really? I saw Matt Matt Berry was one of them. Oh wow, yeah. But uh, but not all. I heard, remember hearing Sam Vincent in there, and there were still some of the voices. I didn't. Yeah. I just saw a snippet of it. Because I, yeah. uh, I, I, I think I when we did that one, I really enjoyed it. So I rushed out. Like, oh man, I got to get this. And when it came out on Blu-ray, I think I bought it. And then I saw a day later. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay, didn't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but got now I have the original version, Forever. the original English version. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, I do want to thank y'all for coming on the show tonight. Definitely. It's been an oh, honor having y'all on here.
-hmm. And since I think you said this was like your first show to be on. So thank you, Carl. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making it easy. Have an awesome time on Sunday. Yes, oh, definitely okay. have an awesome time. And I did share the link in YouTube and on Facebook so people can go to join. Oh, that's very, wonderful. very cool. Yeah, I'll share it on my TikTok. Thank you so much. Yes. That's and I think, Saffron, you said if you actually get to a thousand people on TikTok that you're going to start doing some voice. Some live. Uh, some lives and you're going to be doing like, I don't want to say maybe teachings. Well, yeah, I mean, I do teach voiceover a little bit. So so I thought it would be neat to be on lives and talk to people that are getting into voice acting, talk mm -hmm. to people that are doing voice acting and just uh, check in, you know. I thought that would be a fun thing to share. Mm -hmm. But I also, what else did I put on there? Talking about how being a bad housekeeper, I just want to normalize that. That's another thing I'd like to do on yeah. a lot. You should see my bedroom. You should come clean my room. You know how to alleviate. <laughs> you know how to alleviate that, right? You have a group of OCD people come over for just a <laughs> and let them have at the let house. Have at it. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. But they might reorganize everything too. So that's be careful. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, thank you. This is a great idea. I think I'm I can use that. Yeah. that on the live. We'll Another that. thing you can do is, you know, if you have people over and your house isn't 100%, get, get well cards and put them on your mantle. Oh, so people think that you didn't take very well. Yes. I saw that earlier. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I know. That's such a great, that's a great piece. That one and my Gabriel. Oh, Brian, did you room. get all? Did you get all of our art? Yeah, I could show everybody's art if you like. Oh no, you don't need to do that. But I'm just glad it all came. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very cool. Those are so Sweet. neat. Yeah, that's exciting. Those are the pressure ones off the press. I'm pretty excited about. Very cool. They all turned out amazing. We just got. I got a um, our streamly package yesterday. So, Ooh. just in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really. But again, thank y'all for being on, and we look forward to talking to y'all again. And hopefully, we'll be able to see y'all on Sunday if we get yeah, a chance right. to get on there. Yeah. That'd be excellent. Fun. We would love yeah. that. Please chime Absolutely. in and say hi if you're there. Uh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, chime up. <laughs> everyone, our next show will be Tuesday, 11 a.m., one of our last <laughs> Tuesday shows. And we had Marcus Malden scheduled for the 8th, but he had some work come up, and we are working on rescheduling him. So, everyone, we will talk to you later. Adio. Bye.